And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. We interrupt this regularly scheduled programming for this special report. I'm Cole Johnson of Cole Sports, and this is your Why Not Sports short. All right, world. I got him back much sooner than later. Glad to have this guy, a hundredth episode. The best NBA pod. Someone that constantly rocks with me. I see his moves. Just Blaze513. Justin from the Above the Rim podcast. What's up, bro? Welcome back to Why Not Sports. D Murph, what's shaking, my brother? I appreciate the uh the double invite, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> I appreciate you, man. You know, you know, you're my guy, 100, man, and I uh, appreciate you all the way down here, BK. They show you love out here, D Murph. Man, good, hey, BK, <laughs> what up? Hey, man, BK making moves. KD, Kyrie. Mm. I mean, you know, DeAndre. You know, I mean, BK showing mad love to everybody. So I just want to say, it. you thank see you. us, you see us, Murph. <laughs> <laughs> but how you been though, man? And also, congratulations again on 100 episodes for your podcast. That's a huge accomplishment, dog. I, I appreciate the love, my man. I, it was a it was a long road to 100. I tell you that it definitely uh <laughs> was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, sleepless nights, you know. But um, I'm um I'm happy and I'm appreciative and and thanks for the for the shout out, man. I know you you you've been at 100 already, so. <laughs> You're a little further along than me. I'm trying to get to where you at, D-Murph. Oh, um, man. Hey, man. Just like, <clears throat> excuse me, just like you said, it takes blood, sweat, and tears, long nights, early mornings, flexibility right. with the schedule. Like, what are we doing now? Hey, I was like, yo, you got this time slot available? Yeah, well, I do too. Let's get it. And back Let's to, do it. you know, saying do do what we normally do. So, no, you, you, definitely, you definitely on your way and just <clears> – <throat> And just keep it up. So I want to hit on this NBA talk. I know you posted on Twitter a couple of weeks back about the NBA awards. Yeah. You said it was trash. (laughs) I want to get your take. The world want to get your take. And I said it on the last episode of Why Not Sports. So if y'all haven't heard it, check it out. I gave them. You know, the world, my thoughts. But now with you, the best NBA pod in the game, go ahead and let them know what you, why did you say that? Yeah, man. I mean, um, I mean, just to keep it real, I think it was just corny, though. Like, it was, it, it, it was kind of weak. Like, the jokes were weak. The intros, the little uh, Shaq's little monologue he did in the beginning was 
it was corny to me. It was it was the energy wasn't the greatest. It, and also, more importantly, it was just, it's just too late in the season for it, the NBA Awards show. And yes. and that to me was my my real issue was the timing and factor in the timing with the way the award show aesthetically how it looked that was perfectly fine that's not what i'm getting at here i mean just mean the nba awards as a whole it was kind of dull i mean it's not like i'm expecting the bt awards or something right, <laughs> right, <here>. right. <laughs> but um you know like i, I don't know I, I feel like last year was a lot better this year was, it was just something missing that you notice the the big big stars weren't even there yep so that's also uh, a factor, and that will tell you something about how they feel about these award shows. You know, it's, it's the the timing and everything like that. But I just feel like it, it, it could have been a lot better. And timing-wise, it's just late in the season. Like, you can't do it after the finals. You have to do it right after the regular season, right between the playoffs. Like, just do, like, a, a gap between those two start times. And I think it, 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 it could be better that way. NBA, listen to them. Listen to me. Listen to majority of your fans and saying, hey, stop pushing it back. And my yeah. listeners shaking their head like, you right, Murph, because back in the day, you knew who the MVP was after the first round of yes. the uh, playoffs. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. So what was your – why you didn't like it, Murph? I didn't like it. So for, for those who haven't checked out the last episodes, please do, though, title special. I didn't sure. like it because one, I felt like it take it takes away from the NBA season. So basically, to what you're saying, like when I saw that James Harden wasn't there, Paul George wasn't there, I said they ain't getting no award. That's the first thing I said. I said they ain't getting no award. I bet you. Yep. And then as the time went on, I'm like, even the other NBA players really don't support the other NBA players, in my opinion. Whether it's jealousy, whether it's, like you said, it's just, I I don't see the NBA as a whole really supporting one another. And I'm not saying that's the best thing or that's a bad thing, but to have that, type of setting and not draw that type of crowd or attention it speaks mm-hmm. volumes the last three years i've said that though i'm like you could tell when somebody win in a war and they didn't win it's kind of like and they show their face yeah yeah i'm like yep. why are they doing that man like that or why are they doing that coach like that knowing they didn't win they want to see their facial expression so one that lets me know the media really not supporting the event Oh, well, you know, the media has personal agendas, Come ag- agendas that go along with that. Come 100%. on. You yes. see what I mean? And the last thing that I want to bring up, why I didn't, I, I will say I like Shaq. I think towards the end, he got tired. But overall, mm-hmm. I'm glad they had somebody. But if you're going to do awards like that, do it like when you do like the Hall of Fame awards and, and other things like that, when you... I think you should represent or show celebration to the vets, the legends, the Hall of Famers, and then bring in the MVP, the Defensive Player of the Year Award, kind of reintroduce them to the older crowd so they can, you know, build a rapport. 
That's how I would like to see it. But during the season, give these individuals their award. Yeah, give it, and and I like it how I. I know um, I forgot who who in the national media brings it up a lot, but the, it's usually better that for you to receive your award and show it in front of your hometown. Exactly. Fans. Yeah. Because they don't want that plan for the tickets. You have with them. Exactly. Exactly. And they've been pushing you to get whatever award you've won the most. MVP. MVP. You know what exactly. I mean? But you go to the awards. Ceremony. The crowd ain't gonna chant MVP because majority of them makes up the uh, either current players and mm-hmm. and their support. And if they mm-hmm. really don't rock with you or like you, they're not gonna be chanting and rooting for you. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back, NBA, to how y'all used to do it. Please do for the fans, for NBA podcast hosts. We just saying it, it really. <laughs> It really makes a big difference. But I do like the fact that, like I said, I'm going to bring on a positive note. I like the fact that they do bring together the athletes, though, and paying homage to, like, Robin Roberts. That was dope. Larry and Bird. Like Sega and stuff. Right, right. Bringing that Mm -hmm. up is dope. But I think Mm -hmm. you should save that, especially after the season. Let the current players who have won take the drive so they can reintroduce them in front of everybody to just let them build that camaraderie and be the face of the league because they have earned hard, you know, hardwood to say, hey, we have today's, uh, we have the you know MVP and Giannis, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Rudy Gobert. Luca, rookie, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and, and then just keep it going. But to, to have it at the end, yeah, I think Harden should have won. Me too. I had I had Harden as my MVP. I didn't have Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year. I had nope. PG-13. Oh, okay. I had Giannis for that. But you see what I'm saying? Still, mm-hmm. we both agreed that the two that got it shouldn't got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I mean, I'm not mad at Giannis winning MVP at all. Bro, I'm not, I'm not mad. mad. It, like, yeah. I'm but mad I wasn't it, sold I mean, he, on he earned it. He deserved it. But to me personally, I would have gave it to Harden because he had more moments in the yep. league. More moments that he, we can remember. Signature moments. Right. And I yeah. think the playoff run helped Giannis out more than oh, James yes. Harden. Definitely. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, definitely. So, with you and for the upcoming season, do you believe the NBA is becoming more internationally known? Uh, um, yeah, I would, I would say so. Yeah, I, I, um, I definitely believe so. Because um, when you look at it, you do see the international players. They, they are better. They're a lot better than, than, than years ago. I mean, they've always had one or two quality, solid international players. But now there's a, a influx of uh, great international players. You see Giannis, for him winning MVP, he was only the uh, the fifth international player to win MVP, which I think is dope. I know it was it's him, it's Dirk, it's um, Steve Nash, yep. it's ha- Hakeem the Dream. Yep. Um, and I think Tim, Tim Duncan was the last one because he's technically international. He's from the Virgin, Virgin Islands. Islands so. yeah. Yeah, Hashtag yeah, so. go Spurs oh. 
go. I just got to give him a shout out as much as I can every episode. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, so I, I, I definitely think international players, I mean, I, I feel like they've been on the rise. It's not really anything new, but there's a lot of great international players in the league right now. And um, I mean, even Ben Simmons, you look, he's Australian. He's he's an international player as well. A lot of yes. people don't, don't even realize that. So there are a lot of Joel Embiid, a lot of great international players um, in the league right now. So I, I definitely think that they, they stepped their game up, of course. And, you know, overseas and um, international ball, they're, they're a lot more fundamentally sound than a lot of um, players the American in the States. Players because yeah. Of, yeah, exactly. Players in the States. Because, you know, a lot of D-Murph, you know, I'm, I'm sure you know of AAU basketball and stuff like that, all of those circuits. They're not really teaching the fundamentals as much as they should be right. in international play. They work on the the basics of basketball. They learn how to play basketball like it's a like it's a school subject, basically something like that. So they really get down to the nitty gritty and down to the fundamentals of learning how to play the game of basketball. And I de- definitely think it helps them in the long run. Just sometimes they need they 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 suffer, I guess, from the lack of athleticism, which is what the American athletes have. So when they put them all together, it's a damn good player you got there. Mm-hmm. So do you think the best international players in the league can defeat the players from the States? If in like a five on five kind yep. of kind of joint? Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna go nah. I'm okay, go nah. I'm just asking for the world, you know. I don't think so yet. Yeah. Nah, I I don't think so. Like they got a few heavy hitters like Giannis and Embiid. Um I'm trying to say Simmons, who else? Was the uh, Luca uh, Porzingis? They got a few heavy hitters, you know, but nah, I, I gotta go with the U.S. brother. <laughs> no way, I'm not. I'm not tripping that far, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I just had to ask, man. You've yeah. been doing this for a while, you know. It's listeners that like to hear different perspectives, especially from established hosts of their own platforms, which you have and which you present each and every week. And when we talk about your guests. How do you rank your guests? And if they don't respond back, do you follow up? Like, just give the world your perspective on how you look for guests and how you rate your guests, if you rate your guests, before you ask them to be on your platform. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would say I don't, I don't necessarily rate them in terms of, like, ranking um, cause to me, it's, it's, I know to me, each person brings something different to the table. That's how I look at it. So I can't say this person is better than this person. Um, as like a, in a, in a ranking fact, as far as being on, on the show, because I, I just feel like different people shine in, in different spaces. Some of my guests, I feel like if I listen to their shows are definitely better than others with their shows, most definitely there. But, um, I, I, me, it's it's all about who I feel like vibing with that week. Basically, okay. it's 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 how I go about it. Like, who do I really feel like talking to? If if sometimes I'm in the mood to get to know someone new, and sometimes I'm not in the mood to get to know someone new because sometimes you have to deal with different factors, different energies, as we spoke about before. Mm-hmm. And and when you're talking to someone, when you're chopping it up about that. Basketball with someone that you know, it's just a different feel, a different yeah. vibe to it. You can 
have more jokes that way. You know, it's different, more of a camaraderie factors, camaraderie factor, and and you just chill a lot a lot of the times when you're when you're talking with somebody that you know already. So I, it depends on my mood for the week, and also if anything important went down in the NBA as well. Like if it's a huge, huge, big trade. I don't want to bring someone on my episode that I have to get to know with also. You never know. They could be awkward pauses. You know, stuff happens at times. Right. So, me, when it's like some big news in the NBA and I have to talk about it and I, and I know the people are at me on Twitter, at me on Instagram, like, yo, Jay, what's your thoughts? I, I got I to gotta bring one of the homies on at that point so we can really get down to the, to the nitty gritty and, and really say what you think about whatever the news is that went down. And, and those always tend to be the better episodes in my opinion for people that you really know and people that you have a common ground with i would say and that's why jay is back y'all because we got a (laughs) common ground it's a lot of nba moves it's a lot of things just making headlines and i'm gonna start off with iggy iggy go to new york he's on the breakfast club he's talking Mm. about the warriors there. Spicy talk. Man, come on. Gave a shout out to Mark Jackson, bashing the training staff and the athletic training and staff. What are your thoughts about Iggy promoting this book, but also <laughs> letting out the dirty laundry? <laughs> we almost forgot he was we went there to promote a book, did we? Oh, right. <laughs> I did I, I I for sure, I for sure forgot it. But um, yeah, man, I I thought it was a a very uh, spicy interview right there from from Iggy, man. Definitely was it was a spicy interview. But I think he went there talking spicy because he knew something was going down. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know a lot of people felt like KD had this decision, thought about, um, or had this decision to go to Brooklyn. Shout out to Brooklyn, um, in the works for an entire year now. So I'm sure Iggy is like. Not sure. I know he is. He's like the big brother of the Golden State Warriors. So I know a lot of the a lot of the their top stars or people in general on the team when they have issues with each other. Sometimes you know they probably confide in in uh, Andre Iguodala and they probably tell him things or their thoughts or whatever. So I'm sure he had a little bit of a uh, inclination that Kevin Durant was going there, which in turn he knew what would be the ripple effects of KD leaving mm-hmm. Golden State, mm-hmm. and one of those ripple effects would would have been him being traded, which ultimately happened. So I think the organization, and it actually was reported that the organization let him know a little bit, not for sure that he was going to be traded, but there was a large possibility, a strong possibility that he would be moved in the event of KD leaving. So I feel like when Iggy got word of that, it's like, oh, okay, you guys want to do me like that? Move me out. And I've been in the cornerstone. I've been your finals MVP before. Right. I was your only finals MVP before him. So I should hold some weight in this organization. And he's like, you know what? You know what? And and, I, and he hears a lot of the backlash that KD's getting. Or maybe the the lack of backlash that the Warriors are getting for putting KD out there at mm-hmm. risk to injure himself. So then he's like, you know what? L- let, me let, let me let the dirty laundry out. He was saying that, that, that he had a bone bruise last year in the playoff series against the Rockets and, and they were telling, I mean, excuse me, it was a fractured leg and the Warriors were telling everyone it was being reported that it was a bone bruise. Mm-hmm. So that is a very important because we can see that the Warriors medical staff, they don't disclose their injuries to the public well. 
Um, so I feel like they, me personally, I definitely think they put KD at risk by kind of forcing him or pressuring him to um, to get back and help the team because they wanted that title so bad. And in turn, they risked they risked his injury, and that ultimately was the the nail in the coffin. I feel like for him leaving. Yeah. And a lot of times, pseudo Jay, how many people or organizations they hold or try to hold information from the world when the world know or the world knows before y'all even say something. Like when KD got hurt the first time, we like, yo, that's yeah. an Achilles, bro. When he yeah. looked back like somebody hit him, like, no, nah, that's that Achilles snap. Definitely. We knew it. But no, we're going to say this, we're going to say that. But how often do even us, as public figures, as influencers, we quote-unquote hold things from the public? And we might try to, you know what I mean, say this when it's really that, just because. Yeah, most definitely, 100%. So I'm not knocking them, but they can't make it that obvious that they lie a lot of times. Great. So, but Clay Thompson benefiting from it because they made sure they paid him as if he was still oh, he healthy. He sure is. He he most definitely is. He he definitely got his money, and he's gonna get to rehab, chill out for a whole year. Come on, come back strong. Come on. <laughs> and well, you know when people get hurt, uh, Murph, uh, it can jeopardize their money. Well, Clay Thompson to the Warriors defense, they're like, yo, we not this organization that pushes our players away or don't treat them fairly. Look at Klay Thompson. He's hurt, and we gave him a max deal as if he was healthy. So leave us alone, Merv and Jay. We know what we're doing. I'm just saying from a perspective, you can't make it that obvious, then you'll lose your fan base. But there is going to be a give and take. But hopefully it's more giving than taking because that's a bad rap, and then that prevents all-stars or high-quality players to go to your organization like the New York Knicks. <laughs> Definitely. You say that again. <laughs> Charles Oakley said it. Phil Jackson said it. Isaiah Thomas said it. Numerous players, numerous people in the city and in the basketball world said the mecca of basketball the New York Knickerbockers. Yes, the full name. <laughs> they cannot bring in people because up top. And this pre uh, this free agency 2019 has displayed that. And that's why it's a quick pause because the Rockets, they look like they're going to be in the same boat if they don't do uh. something soon. Yeah, they they didn't they didn't they didn't do much at all. But um, back back to the Knicks point, it's it's so true. You know the Knicks are tight right now. I mean, you know I'm out here in New York and Brooklyn, so I know a lot of Knicks fans, a lot, and they are hurt. Yeah, D Murph, they are hurt right now. But it's 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 true. The front office is a is a very integral piece or very important to potential free agents. Man, you got You got to know who your boss is. When you go to apply that job, you got to know who your boss is. You got to yep. be able to feel like you can trust your boss a little bit or at least vibe with your boss a little right. bit. That So it's it's definitely important for sure. And your Rockets, what are your yeah. thoughts, man? 
Ah, we we didn't make any splashy moves in free agency <laughs> at all. We got burned by uh, Jimmy Butler. I'm pissed off at Jimmy, man. <laughs> obviously, uh, he went over there to Miami, but obviously he don't want to win, D-Murph. He yep. don't want to win, man. Yep. He he, he, he wants the weather. He wants the good weather, South Beach. He wants to be chilling. He wants to be the only star over there. He wants to, I guess, be the quote-unquote next D-Wade and usher in that era of Miami Heat basketball. I mean, I, I guess it's, it sounds nice, but I thought Jimmy was all about winning. That was the reason why he wanted to leave Minnesota. That was the reason why he wanted to leave Chicago. I mean, he was beefing with all of the young boys in both of those areas. And he finally got to Philly, which was a, a winning situation, a, a championship contending kind of team. They almost got to the conference finals. They, they lost at the buzzer. But, um, and then now he takes, to me, it's, it's a downgrade, I feel like, going to, going to Miami over there to play with them. That roster because they don't have as many great pieces around him. They gone in, in that roster. Yeah, I mean a lot of the pieces are gone. So I mean they have what Justice Winslow is playing with a um, couple of guys like that Kelly Olynyk, Goran Dragic. You know, I mean, but no splash. I think Dragic uh, is about to leave. Exactly. Yeah, he he's on the block right now. He's yep, on the training block yep. to leave. They just got so, uh, Hassan Whiteside in Portland. Hassan. Yep. So they got back Miles Leonard in return. So I mean, it wasn't like they upgraded there, <laughs> right. you know. So, so I, I don't know what's in Jimmy's mind right now. He he didn't he didn't choose the Rockets, which I thought he would. You know, he's from Houston, it's his hometown and all that. He would have fit in nicely over here in Houston, but uh, um, I guess he didn't want to win, man. And as far as the Rockets go, they've just been re-signing everybody, bringing a boat back. But I need a move. I need a J. Michael Green or, or somebody like that, because a lot of the big free agents are gone, obviously. Yeah. And either a trade. Maybe move Capella. I wouldn't be mad at that. Maybe move Eric Gordon. I wouldn't be mad at that. Got to keep P.J. Tucker. But yeah. they got to do something right now. I mean, I'm not mad <laughs> at the roster being brought back because they we, we still were a contender last year. But, but you, you know, the definition of insanity is, is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. Yes. Murph. Yes. Good luck yeah. to your Rockets, man. And... Duh. I want to talk about Jimmy Butler. You said something as far as how he went to Chicago for whatever reason it didn't work out. Went to Minnesota for whatever reason it didn't work out. Went to Philly for whatever reason left it didn't work out. When you have three teams who had bona fide all-stars you don't stay, but you go to a team to, to what you just said. You want to be the man. You're not. You're not trying to win now. You just want it for the fame. You want it for the money, and it's that team ball and that team play is out the window. And it looked like he's taking a page from Carmelo Anthony's book. Uh, good point. I just want to throw that out there. I'm looking at yeah. the trends. I'm looking at mm -hmm. the patterns. I mm -hmm. want to rock with Justin. Yo, the best NBA pod in the game. I don't want to go to Joe Schmo who just started. And, oh, yeah, I'm the man. I got experience. I want to just, you know, not pull forth to work. No, I want to put myself in somebody's space or in a space where I'm going to constantly get pushed, constantly get challenged. Exactly. And Butler showed that he can do it, but I think in the long term, 
everything, ego, pride just outweighs that camaraderie and team play. And he'd be like, you know what, forget it. I'm ready to go. And that's why I believe Jimmy Butler will not be uh, NBA champion. Agree. I definitely agree. You can see right here his 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 mindset right now. We we thought he wanted to win. I mean, yep. that's the reason why he wanted out of Minnesota. Reason why he wanted out of Chicago. He wanted to be to to have a chance to win a championship over there in Miami. I don't see championship right now on the foreseeable future. Not with that roster that's there right now. In the next three or four now, years. So, yeah, exactly. So you got to question his his mindset a little bit. He's he's worried about. Glitz and glamour, South Beach. He's worried about the women over there. You know, who knows? What what else is he worried about over there in Miami? Something. It's not winning. Yeah. Yeah, man. Sure. The last thing I have for you, man, because I, I, you know, we could talk all day, especially with this NBA. Definitely. This free agency has been hot. Mm. Spice. Kawhi Leonard got you on your toes. But you ain't hating on him, though. But you ready to see what he going to do, just like the world. Yeah, I'm ready to see. Make that decision, man. I want to hear it. <laughs> Deloading in Golden State. I don't agree with that long term. Agre- yeah, I agree with you that. I'm not crazy about that shit. He got the money. So, hey, take the money and run. Rubio, I knew that was going to happen as soon as they signed Mike Conley. Philadelphia lost. Phoenix. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, Rubio and Phoenix to help the Devin Bookers of the world help that team out, Andre Aiden. But my – I know the Rockets and the Knicks, I know we said didn't make moves. But for the team that made moves that were successful last year that I'm not excited about is the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm. You lose. Tell me why. Why do you think so? JJ Reddick. You lose because JJ went to the Pelicans. Pelicans got some big money too. Woo! Man, I don't you, know how he's he's like 34 years old. He's right a now. shooter. He's, checks. <laughs> he's a like, shooter. Wow. Yeah, shooters getting paid. The big homie can be a spot-up shooter, a specialist on the corner. Anyway, saying, <laughs> I got the height. I got the experience. I just don't have the <clears throat> the, the endurance. But, hey, with, with the proper eating and workout regimen, six months. Anyway. And then <laughs> they lost Jimmy. They bring in uh, Al Horford. I don't think they should have brought in Al Horford. Mm. I think they should have brought in a wingman and let Tobias be that stretch four. Let Embiid play the five and maybe bring in another guard. Because remember, you just lost J.J. Redick and Jimmy Butler, which was basically your shooting guards. Yeah. You need another guard to help Ben Simmons out that can create and that can be a focus or a target on the defense not to leave open. They don't have that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to respect okay. Jimmy. You got to respect JJ. If not, they're going to they gonna score. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Definitely agree there, man. Especially, so I, I, I think it's like it's like a clunky fit kind of <laughs> look at it. Right. 
Yeah, it's like I, I understand the aspect of where they're going defensively because defensively they they definitely um, are going to be dynamite. You know, Horford is a good, a great defensive player. We know Embiid is a great defensive player. We know Simmons is a great defensive player. Josh Richardson, who they picked up from Miami, yep. is a great defensive player. Nice yeah. wing, but um, the shooting don't exactly. Be Josh Richardson, I'm going to step back a little bit like with Simmons. I, you got to show me you can make these threes. Or this I'm stepping open back on side. everybody. I'm step, except Tobias, I'm stepping back on everyone. Yeah. That's four out of five I'm stepping back on. Facts. They're going to have some problems in, 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 in the playoffs, in the half-court set. Yeah, man. Yeah, for for sure. I mean, they might as well sign us up for a 10-day. We get Come on. Jumps, Come on. Hey, yeah. we, you got I'm your ready. guard. And Jay, and then you got your wingman with the big homie, and we're going to bring it to the table. We got dope followers. You'll have exclusive media coverage if you don't feel like talking to the quote-unquote people that's paid by the Fox Sports, ESPN, CBS Sports. You can just hit us up and add that as an incentive on our checks. Because we're going to give y'all the exclusive, and y'all trust us. You know yes. what I mean? But anyway, you know, I love what we do. But for you. How have this free agency been? What player or what team has either made some noise or has disappointed you? Mm. Um, well, as far as making noise, uh, I, I'm sure everybody knows this, but I got to start with the Brooklyn Nets over there, over here, man. Because, okay. um, you know, they made a splash of the offseason, getting, getting two of the top three free agents. Yeah. K- KD, Kyrie. Coming over here to Brooklyn, the city is on fire right now. I tell you I can that, see that right now. Um, Rockets, up, Rockets on my team, but you know I'm, I'm a, definitely a closet Nets fan for sure because <laughs> I am in the Barclays right. about twenty, like twenty games a year. I go to Deep Earth. I'm, I'm one of those dudes. I go to a lot of games, so I'm always in the Barclays and and just cheering those dudes on because you know that was in Jersey before, and I've never been a Knicks fan, so I've never really cheered for the Knicks before. So I've never been crazy about that. But Brooklyn. Definitely show love, show me love, uh, shows love. So uh, and at the Barclays, I'm not too far from there either. So it's it's not a problem at all, a problem at all. So I'm always rooting out for the Nets. But man, KD, Kyrie teaming up together, I thought it would be for the Knicks. I'm not going front. I definitely thought it would be uh, for the Knicks. But I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed, and 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 I'm proud of them for for choosing the Nets over the Knicks and just saying, hey, we're gonna go against the status quo. Um, and we're going to uh, try to bring a franchise that hasn't been prominent in years. You know, the last time the Nets were even relevant or really relevant, I should say. Well, I mean, they had a few with, with, with uh, no, actually, no, that was still around the same J. Kidd era. I was going to yep. say after the J. Kidd era, but after that, it wasn't much prominence. Only that one year, one or two years with Paul Pierce and KG and them. When they, had a, they, they had a, a baby playoff run, but they didn't really go to it, go to too too far but when jay kid was here it was the last time they were actually championship contenders and right now well you know kd is going to be out but yeah. the nets are on the rise and they were new show, jersey man. nets then richard jefferson exactly. kenya martin exactly. come on man carrie hey. kittles come keith on. van horn and those boys <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah for sure so I, i'm i'm very impressed um by, by the moves that the nets made then they picked up wilson chandler also sneaky good pickup deandre yep. jordan getting their quality center um i think next year definitely make the playoffs I, I don't think they're they're a championship contender next year because you definitely have a huge hole to fill in kd but with carry at the helm i mean he's still questionable about his leadership but playoffs most definitely and i can 
see them getting a uh, a, a top. I wouldn't say top four seed. I, I got to see how the rest of the roster shakes up, but definitely could shoot for home court advantage. And I like what the Nets did, Murph. I like it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Well, Jay, just blaze. Now, my my listeners, they they wanted to ask me to ask you. Why is it just Blaze five one three? Is he from Ohio? What is the five one three, Murph? <laughs> so if you can you know, answer that question before that, yeah. we go, big dog, that that'll be dope. <laughs> For sure. Um, no, nah, five one three is my birthday. That's it, May thirteenth. <laughs> that's all that is. That's that's all that is. Because a, a lot of people ask me that. Um, and also, it's it. I'm I'm a Stally a Stally fan also. So also pay attention a lot to to Ohio over there. I think Ohio was what three one three probably something like that. But um, three one three yeah. is Detroit. The oh, area code. Yeah, my bad. You're right. You're my bad. You're yeah. right. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that that's really all it is. It's just May thirteenth. Uh, it was my birthday and stuff like that. And, uh, uh, nothing big, nothing too fancy. No real secret codes behind behind the five one three. Um, yeah, just Blaze. That's been my nickname since I was a kid, man, playing basketball because I was fast on the court. I always had speed. My crossover get get you got to get you out there on the court, D Murph. Come on, York, man. man, it's nothing. Yeah. just say yeah. it, bro. Hey, got to get you out here with the family, with the with the fellows over here. Get to get some ball in, man. Come for on, sure. man. Light work, brother. This, hey, yeah. I, I'm gonna let you know. I, I got I got New York back on my radar. Like I told you yes. in the last episode, I didn't rock with you because I didn't know you. But now that we've done this numerous times. Next yeah. time in, I'm in New York, I'm going to take that subway. I'm not driving and I'm not Ubering. That's, that's a lot of money, but I take that subway, <laughs> pay a couple of dollars, give me about 20 minutes, I'm there. Yes, sir. Come that's on. what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, Jay, sure. I appreciate you, though, brother. Thank you again for blessing the platform, taking time out your schedule. If you could just let the world know how to find you, how to reach you. And if y'all got questions, yeah, I'm glad y'all asked me, but ask him. No, but just let the world know on uh, on those things and where they can find your show. Most definitely, man. Um, well, you can find it everywhere on every platform, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, um, Spotify, all of that good stuff. Um, on Twitter, you can find me at JustBlaze underscore 513, underscore 513. That's J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E underscore 513 on IG. Just Blaze 513. Um, check out the YouTube page as well because episode 100 just dropped. So I got the whole episode recorded there. Um, big things on, on my YouTube page as well. So everyone could go watch the episode, see how the work the work I put in, the work the family puts in to get everything done. Um, and, yeah, make sure you go spar with me. Find me on Twitter. Uh, um, if you want to talk some junk to me, I'm there. You know, let let me know, man. I'm here. I'm here to spar with anybody when it comes to basketball talk, man. This is what this is what I love to do. So, D man, I appreciate you inviting me on again, man. And, and it's much love, Come blessings, on, and proud man. of you. The hard work you put in, also as well, my oh, brother. Man, you know, I real, real recognized, real. Oh man, that's one hundred, brother. So you know, this won't be the last. And a flagrant two world is coming. Yes. I know I said it last time. I promise you. It's coming, but because of the NBA free agency 2019 has been hot and heavy, I said, bro, I got to get you on to talk this basketball talk. But the next time y'all see Jay, a.k.a. Just Blaze 513 that's not the area code, that's his birthday, he will be on the flagrant <laughs> two giving us more about life. 
No sports talk, if very little at all. Just his upbringing, just the man and the person he is today, the good, the bad, and all that other stuff in between. So please stay tuned with that. And for me, if you want to reach me, find me on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at It's DMurph. Email me, it's dmurph at yahoo.com. Hey, y'all, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Enjoy your holiday, too. Be safe, and we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. For now, I am Cole Johnson of Cole Sports, and this has been your Why Not Sports Short. This has been a special report from Why Not Sports. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming already in progress.